Let's do one more. This one's titled, I don't have enough good words. Exclamation point five stars. Amy Marie 18. So wonderful. Thank you guys for taking this on. That was good. That was good, Steve. So thanks for leaving that review. You guys, please, it would help us so much if you would leave a rating and or review wherever you listen to this podcast. Well, hey, you. Welcome to Fun Parts After Dark. It's like fun parts, but later, hotter, more relaxed. So pull up a chair, pour yourself a libation, and join us. We're glad you're here. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Fun Parts After Dark. We're going to dive into another question. I assume, Becky, because you provided this stack of questions, which you found in a drawer somewhere. As I was moving. From yes. uh, like a past mm-hmm. event, that yeah. this is directed to you. So, because it starts out by saying, on page 39 of your book, bottom paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks, because I don't know what page 39 That's okay. is. We're fine, we're fine. Yeah. It said, can you just summarize that in your own words? <laughs> <laughs> That's not what it says. It says... Should we pursue all experiences that bring pleasure so we can commune with God? Or, I think this is just, or said another way, are all pleasurable experiences an opportunity to experience communion with God? Examples, mountains of Colorado, good food, alcohol, symphony, etc. Oh, I know what they're talking about. Yeah, that is a great question. Oh, page 39. Page 39. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Old page 39. You know, one of the things that I, when I began to explore this topic of pleasure, one of the things I found is there's a lot of diversity in the sense of what people experience as pleasure. And so often pleasure is in relation to sexuality. It's all about, it has to be about sex. And one of the things I found is that's oftentimes for people that have been raised in a culture where sex is off limits, that we can't start with that being the place where we first experience pleasure. We need to start first with something that is to us safe to be able to define as pleasure. And so that's where I started to say, do we notice things like about the mountains? I mean, for me, mountains bring me huge pleasure. They just like feed my soul in a deep way. There is this element of a sunset that just feeds something in me. And so part of it is when we start to learn how to define something that brings us deep pleasure, it opens us up to the possibility of ways in which our body experiences pleasure, giving ourselves permission to experience pleasure from more than just a physical interchange between two people. But pleasure is a wide berth that we get to enter into. And when we choose to enter into a wide berth, it expands our capacity on those elements of physical pleasure. Mm-hmm. So like, Latifah, can I just, um, I, when I picked you up at the airport this week, yes. when I picked you up, and I, the first thing I wanted to touch was your sweet and the first thing I did was, the first you thing I did, I, 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 I raised my shirt walking yes. towards Becky. He's like, I know she's going to want to come to this belly. <laughs> I just came straight to the belly and I just talked to your sweet yeah. little boy. Gave and I just kisses. was like, and then Lucas was so cute. Lucas mm-hmm. showed up at, behind and Lucas goes, I love that you greeted my son before you greeted 
Yeah. And it was, but there was that element of utter pleasure for me getting to delight in your pregnant belly and getting to touch it because I hadn't seen it yet. I hadn't got to touch it yet. And that was utter pleasure to me. And that too is a part of learning to recognize what brings me pleasure because naming that for myself gives me permission to experience pleasure in other places as well. And I think that um, I that's that. what the, I, I don't know what page, thir- honestly, I don't know what page 39 says, but what I do know is that if I give myself permission to experience pleasure in certain ways that are without being naked and between the sheets, it expands my capacity to be naked and be in the sheets with someone that I'm vulnerable to, my partner, because I already know what pleasure is. So I'm not trying to find pleasure from just him. Yeah or my partner, I'm trying to experience something that I've already experienced in other ways. And would you des- describe that as an opportunity for communion with God? Like a hundred percent. For Let me put it this way. Not always have I experienced that as communion with God, but there is a place and a moment where if I am literally rooted in the image of God, then when I experience pleasure, I'm actually experiencing the utter pleasure of God in who I am. And that I think that takes work. And we talked about that in one of the episodes. There's an element of that's an incredibly vulnerable place to divine universe, God, whatever that is for us. But when it, we, when we open ourselves up to that, what that does is it gives us permission I think it gives us an awareness, not necessarily permission. It gives us an awareness of, will I risk experiencing that kind of pleasure in who I am? Well, where is God? You know, is God out there or is God deep within? Yeah. And if God is deep within, then I think you can experience. A hundred percent in pleasure with another human being. You experience something. Yeah. That's the question, right? Where yeah. is God? Where, Where is, is God, God experienced? In both and. Does that answer that question? I think I was going to say I think so but to be like a people pleaser, but I don't know that it does. Like I don't know that I feel like it's been answered yet. Like I still feel like we're talking about how to experience pleasure and how to identify where you experience pleasure. I still don't know that we've fully gotten into or explored the ways in which all sources of pleasure whether or not they are an opportunity for communion with God. Well, I think it, can we go back to the clitoris for just a moment? There we go. It's his favorite topic. <laughs> you say that like we've spent a lot of time. Can we, can we revisit just for a, one more time? One more can time. Say okay. Loves the- okay. But I, I want to say, I think that there God. is something. <laughs> okay. Drink alcohol. Um, I do think there is something. Inherent within all of us is this capacity to experience pleasure. Inherent in all of us, I believe, is that we are designed within our literal physical being to experience pleasure. How we interpret that pleasure is directly related to how we've been indoctrinated Mm. to define pleasure. So it's a matter of perspective. So I want to say perspective. So yeah, that's a great perspective. So if you've been taught that pleasure is always outside of God, 
then you're going to experience pleasure and you're going to go, wow, that's awesome. And I, I know I've told the story in one season about being at a camp and we're sliding down these rocks and we're, I mean, like we're ripping our jeans apart, but we're sliding down these rocks and falling into the water over and over again. And there's this moment where I'm sitting up on the rocks and everybody said, this is so much fun. It has to be sin. Mm, oh. Wow. Because something that is fun has to be outside of God. But I want to say that was directly related to the perspective that I'd been given about who God yeah. was. We talked about that on an episode already this season, about the idea that something that's exhilarating must be bad. It like, has to be bad. Therefore, if it's bad, it has to be outside of God. But therefore, I, I, but I want to just stop and notice in that one little thing, those rocks were created, the water was created, whether or not the people that were there was like designed by God. I don't know that, but what I know is we were fully present to what had been created. And in being present to what was created, we experienced this exhilaration. And the only definition we had is that must be sin because it feels so good. Oh, so sad. And I'm just saying that's a perspective. That's not necessarily the given element of what was true in that moment. And so Therefore, I, I, my wondering oftentimes is, can we actually see God as actually fun? Can we see pleasure as actually a good thing? Can we see the goodness of our bodies getting to experience excitement, exhilaration as something that invites us towards the created and a, versus away from creation is somehow this holy thing. And I really truly believe that created goodness invites us into something. We had a conversation last night, not on microphones, it was just like while everybody else was asleep about ghosts and whether or not we believe in ghosts. And I said something about like how certain people, their first instinct is to interpret sounds they don't recognize or, you know, like shadows that they, you know, to, their first instinct is to think, oh, well, it must be a ghost. And that's kind of what I'm thinking of in this conversation is like, it's really about how you experience pleasure. If you experience pleasure and think, oh God, then that's how you experience pleasure. Is that close to what you're Close, saying? but I want to say, if you experience pleasure as something that has to be separate from God, then you're always going to experience pleasure as something that is separate from God. Hmm. And my wondering is, if you've actually experienced the creator, divine, whatever, as something that feels pleasure in you, then you're partnering with the creator of pleasure in a way that gives you permission to be expanding and experiencing something more. So I do think it's perspective, but I think the perspective of pleasure being something that is evil is something that we've been taught not necessarily something. I mean, we've got little, your daughter running around here and there is utter delight that she is experiencing in every single one of us in different ways. And I want to say that is a pure innocence. Like right now, oh my gosh, as she's sitting there playing with, you know, and, and with her shoes and with everybody, every, there's something, there's utter delight there, right? And we find delight in her. Our perspective is that God does not find delight in us as a baseline, then God is not going to find delight in what we discover. Hmm. And my question is, and this is my this is my baseline question. 
is if our view of God, divine universe, whatever it is, does not see us as a delight in the very perspective of how we perceive the world and perceive our interactions with people, then we will not be able to enter into the perspective that even the possibility that, oh, maybe there is someone, something divine, whatever it is, that finds utter delight in us. Well, I think why you said let's bring it back to the clitoris specifically, because this is a show, no, yeah. about sexuality it is about sex, yeah. and spirituality, is that if the clitoris's sole purpose and only purpose is only for purpose. sexual pleasure, yes, like stimulation mm-hmm. leads you to orgasm occasionally, or maybe a lot, who knows, depends on your body, like that that means that if we do take the perspective that we were created by a divine creator, then that means that he, she, God, it had a blast giving us something to have a blast with to yes. blast off. You know what I'm saying? And so like, I, I'm just saying that I think that that question is sort of wrapping around like, is my sex, you know, can God be a part of my sex? I don't really think like that personally, but like, I see like, it's all connected. I can absolutely all be connected. And I do like the idea that there is no shame in the joy I get to experience in intimacy and pleasure with my partner in a safe, consensual, awesome environment. It's mm-hmm. something magical is happening there. And it's a communion. And like, if the greatest commandment is to love your neighbor and your God as you love yourself, like, I think that actually can apply to sexual intimacy. Not that I'm loving my neighbor, but like Go my partner, her. you know yes. what I'm saying? Swingers <laughs> conversation yeah. earlier. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to, I want to say also that the thing is the clitoris has no other purpose right. other than pleasure. Yeah. That's what we know. It has no other purpose, but what a loving, incredibly creative, divine creator that would make even the penis yeah. that has unbelievable nerve endings on it for the purpose of pleasure. Yeah. And it's like, wait, that's good. That's good too. Good. So there was something in the design it's of not just for, how we are as physical human yeah. beings. It's not just to have children. It is like, to experience pleasure. pleasure. Yeah. It's not utilitarian at its core. And that's where I think there's something very delightful in going, oh, pleasure isn't just something that is meant to be like passed by. It's meant to be explored. Fun Parts After Dark is produced, edited, and mixed by that tall drink of water, Luke Bronner. Our artwork is by the one and only Alan Lusink. This music was composed, produced, and licensed by the fine, fine folks at Blue Dot Sessions. Oh, and be sure to follow us on social media at Fun Parts Podcast. We may just follow you right back. Until next time. So long, friend. Mm-hmm.